Hey guys, Derek here from Suck It. We'll get started here in just a second, but first, a few messages from our sponsors. Tonight's episode is brought to you by DCKProductions.com, your number one source for small business, advertising, social media, website design, graphic design, and so much more. Please go to DCKProductions.com for more information. And welcome, everybody, to No Sex, No Drugs, but a whole lot of fucking rock and roll. My name is Derek, joined, as always, by my lovely sister on the West Coast, Nicole Carson. How the fuck are you tonight, dear? I am great. Great. (laughs) I'm choking on my own air. (laughs) (laughs) Choking on air. Do you ever do that? You choke on your, when you breathe in, it's like, it just goes down the wrong pipe and you choke on it and people are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, I never Um, choked on air. Well, I do. So if anyone else does, I'm not alone, right? Leave a comment in there. Let me know I'm not alone. Um, (laughs) Breathe through your nose. (laughs) I guess so, right? My allergies are so bad lately though. I breathe through my nose and it just gets all stuffy and like people think I'm like, they're like, are you sick? Are you like, do you have COVID? I'm like, no, motherfucker. I'm just, I have allergies. It's hot. It's like 100,000 degrees in LA. 100,000, really? That's oh, it's, it's, just, it's fucking hot. That sucks. Fire, it's fire season, so I'm dealing with that shit. So. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So how's everything else going? Awesome. We have a guest today. I know, right? I'm excited about this one. As my headphones eat up my face. Yes. So we do have a um, guest today. He is the drummer for Arrival of Autumn. On Nuclear they, Blast, woo! Yep, signed to Nuclear Blast. His name is Ty Fox. He's a drummer. And before we bring him on, we're going to go ahead and play a quick clip of his latest, of their latest video. So we'll be right back. Another day in the creation. Misery of 
Yeah. 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 Welcome to the show, Ty Fox. Thank you for having me on. Hey, man. Nice to have you on. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, thank you guys very much. It's uh, great. Man, that that is such a fucking killer-ass song, dude. Thank you so much, man. Dude, I can't even. Holy fuck. When I heard it the other day, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) That's my favorite song on the record. So we... uh, yeah, totally. And you actually directed and produced that fucking album, that that song, right? Or the yeah. just the video, right? Yeah, I filmed it and uh, edited it, did all the colors, everything like that. So we, the whole goal in mind was, you know, we're not allowed to do anything else. You may as well do something. <laughs> you can't tour or play shows. So we decided we'd see what we can do to be productive in this weird time. That was just, a big thing. That's fucking badass, dude. Yeah, good. Just, shit. Kind of take it a step further and like be like the whole social distance shit just try to be that that was the whole point of the video to see if we could do it still abiding by all that stuff it worked it seems seems like it worked i hope people like it seems like people like it yeah i mean it's got some views on youtube already um and you know i mean so you guys did that 100 social distance yeah so there's no no two band members are in the same like shots it's only me and another band member and i have like certain lenses that I, I'd only get, I wouldn't get very close ever. Um, I mind you wouldn't like, that was just the goal for the filming. Mind you, when we were not filming, we got closer, like there, whatever. <laughs> we didn't really care. <laughs> but, yeah, for, as for the filming, we made sure it was by the book. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. That's- I'm going to fly him down here one at one point to do my videos. I can be some Hollywood director. That'd be yeah. <laughs> video, <laughs> video director, producer, editor, you're like your own AD, your own everything. I'm my own agent too. It's sick. I just put on a different hat and I make deals. <laughs> I actually put this one forward and I start being a dick to everybody. I'm like Ash Ketchum from Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a shitty Ash Ketchum. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Damn, that's awesome. So um so tell us about the band. Tell us about the new album. Um, how'd you guys get started? You know, the whole the whole bullshit nine yards, you know, typical question. Yeah, well, I met those guys on the internet on a sketchy ad, and uh, the rest is history. <laughs> is, that, is that true, though? The Canadian Craigslist, it's called Kijiji. I don't know if you guys have Kijiji there, do you? No. Um, yeah, no, yeah. so it's like the, the Canadian version of that. It's the shittier version. So I messaged a band online being like, hey, I would love to – play drums for you i had spent years before that being barricaded in my um my garage playing drums didn't think i was worth my weight and salt at playing with a band or anything because i never had anything else compared to i figured everybody was just a virtuoso so i got an email back they said yeah come jam with us i showed up in the basement of someone's house whom i've never met before and jameson was there (laughs) jameson was there and that is the vocalist of what is now arrival of autumn and the band that i'd signed up for was like this weird Christian hair metal type band. <laughs> we uh, we fucked around and played in that. We just wanted to be in a band so bad. We played some shit that is rather questionable, and like it was fun. It, we played a couple shows, but me and Jameson kind of looked at each other one day and we're like, "Man, this is. Uh, I think we can do something else." It was a good learning experience. Uh, we started that. Brendan and Jameson had already been jamming for years before that. We started playing shows, booking our own shit, and we uh, then we got Ryan on board and Kevin on board and it was uh really really that's that's basically it started in 2011 
So you guys have been together for nine years. That's awesome. Nine years. Yeah. Fuck. And now nine years later, you're out fucking torn within flames and signed to, you know, to this major label and everything else like that. I mean, what was that feeling like last year when you're on, st on stage with fucking in flames? It was the coolest thing ever, man. It was, uh, it was, it was wild. So like, I don't know, there was, without taking anything away from any other tours, like it was just kind of a trajectory. We started out with skin lab for our first ever North American tour. Then we joined up immediately with Soulfly. Then we came home for three weeks and went right back out with In Flames. And then the In Flames run was fucking nuts, man. It was, it was super cool. I didn't realize how much traction we'd pulled off of the Skin Lab and, and uh, Soulfly tour. It, it's yeah. weird. It's weird. We're somewhere new every single day. We're these weirdos from Canada. And next thing you know, there's people showing up to see us on the In Flames tour. Like, yeah. More shows than not, there was, a, there was people packed to the front at um at the first band which is something that you never see so yeah it was extremely uh gratifying to see that i, I, I can only fucking imagine on that one only fucking imagine so yeah. i mean i didn't realize you guys were on tour with uh soulfly before then so yep. fucking to go to go from one of the greatest fucking rock legends in the world and max cavalera to fucking to in flames that's fucking dude yep. you you must have been walking on clouds yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. And like the guys, like Unearth and Soulfly were on that tour. Unearth was on it for the first day. So like those Damn. boys, like, they're all legends in their their own way. For right? Yeah. The the party guys and they're the fucking coolest dudes ever, man. And uh, then Max and Gloria, everybody in the Soulfly tribe is unreal, man. Like yeah, I have very little to say, like bad to say about anybody. I think that I've ever toured with. Even the the boys from Prison, they're hilarious, man. Like I still talk to Gene almost every day. So. Damn, yeah. dude, and they're awesome, dude. I saw them in Florida, like oh, I was, was like I was. That was your guys's last show, right? Was it your last show of that tour? I can't remember. No, so we uh, we ended in Dallas, Texas, at the Gas Monkey. Oh, okay. It was. Oh, you know what? It was my last night in Orlando, and you guys happened to be at our Orla in Orlando playing a show, yeah. and I was like, "Holy shit!" And you guys played with Red. So, Derek, it was. It was in flames in this band Red. Yeah, I know Red. I've been listening to Red for like ever. And I was like, holy shit, this is the most awesome show ever. And your band Damn. was so fucking awesome. And it Thank was like, so it was just such a good, oh, such a good show. Great performance yeah. too. You guys have so much energy. Thank you so much. No, it was a good time, man. I like, Orlando's just a weird place because I lived there when we were making the album. Me and the guys, we lived there. I lived there for like two months, three months trying to put together this fucking album. To yeah. I actually, I'm actually moved to Virginia from Florida. I was in, I lived in Florida for 27 years. Whereabouts? Right outside of Orlando. I was in Sanford for, that's where months. I lived. And it was in yeah, Sanford. Yeah. <laughs> we get the, the one place where they filmed a chunk of my girl with Macaulay Culkin before he got stung by all those bees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, I lived right off of airport Boulevard in Sanford right there. That's yeah. where I was. Yeah. Sanford's cool, but I, I stayed in this neighborhood the first time I was there. It was like, uh, I think it was on Elm Street. I don't know. It's, everything's named after trees and palmetto bugs. But it's fucking, yeah. I was on this one street where it was like, oh, shit, there's um, the street to the right is a ghetto. The street to the left is a ghetto. But the one I'm on, it's like gorgeous, and it's just all old people. That's how it is. Um, yeah. And, dude, Florida is just full of crazies, though. It's 
<laughs> you can go on a tour of Stanford and it's like, oh, there's Casey Anthony. There's the Pulse nightclub. There's Trayvon Martin. It's like, holy fuck. Like, <laughs> it's, there's, yeah. it's well, Trayvon Martin actually happened right in that city, yeah, right yeah, down right the road. In, yeah. Right in 7-Eleven that I would go to. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, That's crazy. Crazy. So where did you record at in, down there? Because I know a oh, couple of times. Where's that one at? Jason Sukoff. I don't want to give away exactly where it is, but he's like just outside of Orlando. We, I, I ended up staying in. Um, yeah, because I mean, there's a couple out there. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. All right. Yeah. 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 I think I know which one you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, Audio Hammer with Jason Sukoff. So that was the studio where like Mark Lewis, uh, A.L. Levi, and Jason all um, worked at, but that's Jason's uh, baby. I got so you. Really cool. we, Jason was cool enough to basically let me live with him after that for like <laughs> half. I slept in the studio room on the couch. Damn, that's badass. Yeah, my back hurt a little, but <laughs> what happened when you stand on a couch, unfortunately. Yeah, true. He let us all live there. Like he he's uh he's our boy for sure. He's he's part of the team for a long time. So that's cool. Yeah. So um you know, damn, I can't even I can you know, coming off the year that you guys had last year, you know, and then fucking just getting punched in the face in March. What, you know, I mean, but that's not just you. That's every fucking artist. I it's, mean, it's everybody, man. And the way that yeah. I look at it, it's, uh, you know, it was just like this when we were starting to get tours. Um, before we, we had a label, we had everything, but that's not everything. Um, it, getting the tours is the hard part because it is. we're just because we're on a label and just because we're starting to get some traction doesn't mean that we can sell a bunch of tickets. So we had to basically have someone give us a chance and invite us along. And we did that and we proved ourselves. And uh, now we have more people showing up to the shows. So before that, like trying to get a tour was a fucking nightmare, man. Like just being, trying to apply to all these different ones and not getting anything. Yeah. And eventually you get that one. And that one translates into another if you do good. And then that one translates into another. And then that translates into a pandemic where you can't do a fucking thing for an entire year. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys have anything planned i mean tentatively for the fall or anything like that i mean some places are starting to open back up so i mean i don't know yeah. how it's going on in canada but you know what's the what's the status here yeah dude so we uh we were supposed to be on tour uh i would have just gotten back from a co a, a direct support for shattered sun across america okay. that would have been fucking awesome that would have been yeah uh europe tentatively booked for november there's some shows going on i think I think uh, someone just announced they're playing a show, some older band. Um, they're doing their first show in Europe in July. I think July 7th, they're doing a socially distanced show. But okay. Quiet Riot is doing a, some sort of socially distanced show, but I think that I think that every show they have is probably socially distanced at this point because more people would go watch. <laughs> yeah, you got to give the old people with the walkers a little falling room. So, yeah, they've already had the social distance there anyway. <laughs> God damn it. Like they just, they keep just doing stuff. Socially distanced show. That's what I'm going to say for every show that I have bought. Like if I play a show again, that bombs or any sort of like local gig, I'm like, yeah, it's socially distanced. That's why there's only four people here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. I went to a show. I went to a show the other night here with my friend. There was little, I swear to God, there was four people in the venue, and this is a big venue. Like I've seen all that remains there. I've played there like three times. It's like it's a Canyon Club. It's a pretty good sized venue, oh. dude. Four people, four fucking people. After the first set, the half of them left. <laughs> it was 
two people, two people. And they wanted us to try and like sell all these tickets to play. And I'm like, I, I can't even get 20 people to be here. There's four people here. No like, shit. What do we do? How are we supposed to sell tickets to get people to come to a show? And that's, are you allowed? Like, are you allowed to have shows? That's the other thing. People don't think we're allowed to go out and do that kind of stuff. Like, they don't want to get hit. Yeah. I've been trying to hit the bookers now pretty hard and say, hey, what's going on? Because a lot of places in LA, at least, are starting to, like, slowly open. Yeah. Like, restaurants are now, some of them are dining seating. So everyone's, like, freaking out. Like, oh, my God, we can sit down like a normal person again. Yeah. yeah. And have a meal, you know. We actually just did that yesterday um, here in Virginia where we opened up um, what we call phase two of opening. And so insides of restaurants are able to open like every other seat or some shit like that. Um, and then like six foot distance at the bar and yada, yada, yada. So, I mean, it, it it's slowly starting to come back, but I'm kind of curious to see when is up happening when it gets cold again, to be honest with you. No idea, man. I'm just excited that I can go to the bar and hear that silver fox at the – at the bar, tried to pick up a chick from six feet away, and now I get to actually eavesdrop and listen. And <laughs> I'm, not out here trying to, I'm not out here trying to like make fun of the guy. I'm just trying to gain wisdom more than anything. So oh, I'm yeah. Those silver foxes, bro, I tell you. They yeah, will teach you a thing. ordering Jägermeister when he's way too old to do so. <laughs> yeah, if you see a 60-year-old old guy doing Jäger shots at the yeah. fucking – Yeah, you, that's the guy you need to talk to. Me in three years or maybe even six months. Who knows? <laughs> oh god I can't uh, <laughs> now I just lost my train of thought um, get so back with it I'm trying all right, come so, on alright so actually you know let's kind of go off topic of your band let's just kind of call it in the music you know in, in general so last week Nicole and I were having a conversation Specifically about front women. Yeah. You know, whether it be Ginger, whether it be, you know, um, Hailstorm, Hailstorm, you know, Lizzie Hale or Mar Maria Brink or, you know, whatever the case might be. Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that we've noticed and when we were talking about it was the lack of front women that are guitar players. Yeah. That's that uh, so and that it's that you know so that means like there's a lot of backup you know there's a lot of lead guitarists and rhythm guitarists that are that are female but as far as like you know the actual what so we have like Lizzie, Lizzie Hale yeah we have Morgan from Kitty and then I can't remember her name from um from Pussy Riot but those are the only three that we could even think of yeah. I mean, so I mean, that's like, you know, whether it be, you know, this is um, Pride, you know, month or whatever the case. And, you know, we have also the Black Lives Matter stuff going on right now. But we still have so many other thresholds that we're trying to cross, you know, especially with women in music as well. So, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on front women in general? I mean, as far as like a this whole thing that's been coming out lately. Man, it's just, uh, you know, it's this might not be the common stance. Um, I'm not. Like what I think is, you know, you can go out there and you can say metal isn't an inclusive community because that's what Lizzie Hale tends to do is go on social media and say that women are not as welcome in some aspects. But, dude, I don't know. I've never seen anything other than love. And yeah. you, you come with us. Enjoy. You're more than welcome to come play. Um, play your instrument and sing. Don't play your instrument. Sing. Just play guitar. Do whatever you like. 
Um, you're welcome. I, you're welcome to come join us. And there is no discrimination on um, our end or amongst the metal community. There just um, no. there needs to be some sort of maybe maybe parents should just put their kids in guitar lessons. And if it's up to if the woman the, the little girl wants to continue with it and get to the point where she wants to play guitar and sing, because that's really fucking hard too. There's very few people that can do it anyway. Let alone maybe people who I don't know. That's that's basically what I have to say. I think that the issue isn't um, in inclusiveness or anything. I think the issue is just in parents maybe not giving their kid that opportunity. And I hope that maybe they do. Whether there's more or less of it, I don't think that um, we should be forcing more things through the door, like affecting the equality, like the um, equality of outcome, but maybe just increasing that equality of um, opportunity for women to do so and be included. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree. I 100% agree. I mean, because I'll never remember, I'll never forget, it was 12, 2012, 2013, I can't remember, um, the year that the Blood album came out from uh, from In This Moment. Oh, I love that song. There were, they were headlining the second stage, the small stage, um, at this um, concert that they put on every year in Orlando called Earth Day Birthday. <laughs> and they were headlining the second stage. And their set was going to start like five minutes before the set for Volbeat ended. <sighs> And Vol so Volbeat was still on stage. They, you know, they were the the third to last act. They weren't the co-headliner, but they were right before the co-headliner. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you saw a wave of people leave halfway through the last song to go pack that stage out for in this moment. I mean, so I mean, even back then, you know, people were just enthralled with that. You know, a her voice, the theater aspect of things that they do, and just she's amazing. She is a fucking goddess, is what yeah, she yeah. is. Dude, it's it's just amazing, and I, I mean, I just love women in metal. Is just, I mean, it's still new, kind of. But oh, man, there's been like, look at that Doro. Doro's been around. Uh, true. Uh, Fox. What the hell's her? Um, Lisa Fox, man. Like she, like tons of shit, especially from back in the day. You got Stevie Nicks. You got so of much. Of course, you got them. But it, so, you know that it faded out of it faded out for a while, especially with the nineties. In my opinion, Courtney Love was. I was just gonna say, like, cool. Yeah, but I mean, you've always had your you've always had your few, you know, you know, in there. I mean, Courtney Love obviously is the icon of the nineties as far as females go. But then coming out of that, I mean, I other than that, I mean, there wasn't much. But I think there's a lot of people, women, repaving that way, you know, for it just to blow up. And I think I honestly think people. You know, have said, you know, especially in America, not in the Europe, you know, across the world, I think it's a completely different subject. Me and Nicole have already talked about this, but people have said that rock is dead in, in America and no. rap and metal, it's, it's not. But I think, honestly, the people that are going to take that whole rock is dead, you know, persona and, you know, per, uh, you know, perception out of the business is the fucking women. Yeah, there's, a, you can, there, women are, very easy to market like it's it's the whole marketing aspect is is there um but you know it's i think the cream will always rise to the top and it's important that you just you give everybody the same opportunity to do well but not makes a shitty band get all the the um the, the accolades of a band that may be better but just because there's somebody who is a minority as a front person or in the band, it's, you can't you can't just say this band is amazing and I'll suck from the tit of that because there's somebody in there that's different. That's not what they want. That completely defeats the purpose. So maybe just making it so we are more inclusive off the start for for people to to just be involved and um, get that equality of opportunity up 
would be, I think, the best bet. So I think, yeah, there's going to be more women doing everything because if you look around right now, there's little girls longboarding all over my city, and that's fucking dope. Every time I see it, I'm like, hell yeah, that's that's what I want to see. Yeah, uh, that goes elsewhere too into music, metal, and you know what? If they ever felt, if if a woman ever felt maybe that they're not welcome in the metal community or it might be intimidating or scary, come to one show and let's put that all to rest. And um, we'll do our best not to be like Aaron Lewis from Stained and pretend to call people out in the crowd for like groping chicks when it was like, he did that every show for a bunch of shows straight. He like, did. You signaling to get the blabbermouth headline. That doesn't help me. No. Yeah. not going to go to shows. Yeah. Oh God. Meanwhile, Aaron Lewis gets to be on every news website being, look at me, I'm a hero. I, I called that guy out. It's like, you're looking at a crowd. I know what it's like to look at a crowd full of people. You can't see shit. Yeah. No. It's like so, you know, it's let's not do anything on I can only speak for myself at our end, but you know, just doing things on our end to make sure that people are um included, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think in metal in general is probably one of the most inclusive groups of people that I've ever been a part of. I mean, like I said, I mean, every time I go to a festival, whether it had been OzFest back in the day, whether it had been, you know, the old rock on the range or, you know, Earth Day birthday or, you know, whatever the case might be, there's people of all ages, all colors, all races, all countries, you know, everything. And everyone just kind of comes together in, in harmony for some fucking great ass music. And mm -hmm. I've never seen another, you know, group of people like that ever. Yeah, it's just all about where you go. But I've seen like I play. In a, I used to play in a country band just for like so, some money here and there, and like <laughs> the increase, like it's it's not the same. It really it's a, it's not that it's like not as inclusive, but it's just a different ball game. Metal just seems to be more accepting of everything all the time. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I've noticed. Anyway, it's just it's all love. For the most part, I mean, you get the odd dipshit, but it's few and far between. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah. And I'm not really, I don't really ever, like, to be honest, I don't talk about this kind of stuff, like, very much, but uh, I, I don't have a problem just, just voicing, like, the fact that, you know what, it's, it's important to be inclusive and, uh, and not maybe trying to mic drop people about it or trying to post things online to make people perceive me as some sort of hero. Because I never yeah. asked to be, I never asked to have a platform where people ask me what I think about stuff like that. Because you got to remember, I was just some socially awkward dipshit playing drums in his garage for ten years straight. I may not have the best view of the world, and it's crazy to me that people would even want to hear what I have to say about it. Because it's like, dude, I'm just, I just play metal. Like, I, you're more than welcome to come play metal with me. Like, please do. But I, uh, yeah. I'm not a social. I don't have a college degree. I'm not a sociologist. And I think when people put their priorities into listening to people who are in bands talk about this kind of shit. That's the wrong place to have your priorities because like they're not educated. They're just socially awkward like I am. Most of them don't have college degrees and shit. Some of them do, but yeah. you know, I, whether that makes you more acceptable or inclined to talk about that stuff and be right is another thing. Um, spreading a certain narrative because it's okay, but you may not believe in is not okay for with me anyway. Standing your ground, um, being proactive is what um, what I'm all about. So I don't feel the need to really talk about that kind of stuff because I'm out there doing it or posting about it. I don't do that stuff because I try to live my life accordingly. And yeah. uh, that brings it back around to maybe women being involved, like, hell yeah. And you know what, that goes, I'll go to those shows too. I'll, I'll pay money to go watch. Um, 
and opening acts, everything. I'll try to do my part. Yeah. Accelerate the process. Yeah. And, and you know what? I mean, as far as, you know, you talking about it, I appreciate you talking about it. You said you didn't really like to talk about it or you don't. I, I didn't say I didn't like to. I, I love okay. it. Okay. I, okay. Good. Okay. Okay. I, 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 usually, you know I love, see, I don't like being that traditional, you know, interviewers where I'm going to ask, you know, you know, who's your favorite band or what band would you like to tour with? I'm going to ask you that later anyway, just because I can't. Totally, but at the same I, time, I love social issues within the industry and I love yeah, talking it, about it. Yeah. You know, the weirdest thing about talking about social issues within the industry is that there's only room for maybe one narrative. There's not much room for another narrative because if you question that, it gives legions of people a chance to tell you you're wrong and to tell you go fuck yourself and to tell you that your job is gone. So maybe I might have a different opinion on some things, but there's no fucking way I'm going to say some shit because I don't want people misunderstanding what I'm saying and calling me a fucking monster or anybody else that I like a monster. I've seen it. It happens every day, man. Okay. Somebody says one thing out of term or they dig up something from years ago that this person had, has done. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you, you took a tweet that Mark Wahlberg or someone who, whoever the fuck said from 20 or 10 years ago, and you're holding him to that same standard. It's like, you better fucking hope that person evolved over 10 years if they're saying something different now. If if you are the one calling someone out for something that happened that long ago, you better have the same fucking in, like, mindset that you had 10 years ago. You better not have evolved at all to be able to call someone out like that. Like that That's such a weird thing to do. It's like to call someone out for things way in the past seems to be the cool thing to do right now. Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, I mean, it happened to James yeah. Gunn two years ago with uh, Disney. I mean, they pulled up something that he said like twelve years ago on Twitter, and they said, "Oh fuck you, you're fired from Guardians of the Galaxy," and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and you know, it's hilarious. By the way, I saw a few of them, and they made me laugh. But also, you know what? You're, you're a director, but I've I've never claimed to be holier than thou. I'm not the one posting all this woke shit all the time. So I um I, I never asked for people to. To, I never held myself to a very high standard. I just want to play drums. And if people wanted to to penalize me for maybe not using that platform to talk, it's like, listen, dude, they don't pay me enough for gas half the time to get to the next venue, let alone half my fucking fan base when they start talking about politics. Like, yeah. I, I would la rather live proactively and be a good person and yep. demonstrate through my actions as opposed to making people think that I'm doing good online, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Nothing like shit in one hand and post in the other and see which one fills up first, right? See, it's um, that doesn't it doesn't yeah. It's yeah, it, I agree. Yeah, so that, that's that's kind of where where I stand. There's a lot of people that I know that post shit and they don't do anything. They're fucking just out there telling me that the nothing that they're doing is much better than nothing that I'm doing for such a noble cause. Like fuck off. It's like it's <laughs> like you can't win. I had this conversation with my friend. My band, one of my other bandmates was like, you, like, I've had to stay off social media lately because I just can't fucking stand. I just, and I, again, I don't want to talk politics because I really, it really gets me going. Like, I just can't talk about the stuff going on, especially in LA. It's been pretty well, hectic. Well, yeah, it's a good place, man. It's a, it's a good place for discourse right now. Nobody's going to try to mic drop you. Um, yeah. But it's like, you can't, you damn if you're do, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you're, if you don't right now. Yeah. And that's my whole thing. It's like, okay, well, it's like we all have our opinions and through musicians, music speaks in a certain way, you know? So all we're trying to do as musicians is make music and create. And, you know, that's our outlet. If we're not posting every day, that's, that's everyone else's. Agreed. Like if you want to do what you do. Right. And that was my whole thing. It's like, I'm just working on my own music and I'm going to stay off social media and, 
it is what it is. And I'm going to do kind of what I want with it. And I think, I think in music, we're such a tight community. It's like, we have to just stick together and create and we all share with each other and we all support each other. And I think that's what's the most important, you know? Yeah. And you know what, there was certain things asked of people like me for the past couple of weeks. And those things were to sit back and fucking listen. It was, you know what, you, you people need to sit back and listen to what we're trying to say. And it's not up to you to decide that we're not hurt. So that was the whole plan for me. That's why I didn't post anything. It's like, okay, there's a community of people that feel that they're not fucking safe and uh, they're asking me to listen. So maybe sitting back and listening is the thing to do as opposed to talking over them with posts. And not only that, posting all this shit and then asking people to sign off on it to, to get their approval. It's like, that, that seemed really shitty to me. And not only that, the people out there now condoning the, like going out and protesting, which I think is dope, were the same people two weeks ago tell me if I leave my house, I'm a fucking asshole and uh, I sh they will report me. So the integrity is not there with those people that are doing it. So I'm going to do things my, my own way and I'm just trying to listen. So, and by the time I formulate an opinion on any issue, these people are already moved on to the next issue. So Right, exactly, exactly, I'm, amen. I'm and I'm listening. And I'm trying to be proactive because that's yep. what was asked of me. That's that's all this, a certain community of people are asking of me right now to, to listen. So I'm mm -hmm. doing so. I think, and I think that that's appropriate. And, uh, I wholeheartedly agree with you, bro. Wholeheartedly <laughs> agree with you. Mm -hmm. And I would be lying if I didn't say a bunch of my maybe like, things that I didn't. I've been educated, man, by a lot of things. Like it's fuck, it, it's kind of it's very eye opening. Because yeah. even even me, when I when I you see a cop, fucking you sit straighter in your seat, you have both hands on the wheel when you're driving. It's like that's not how you should feel when you see someone who's supposed to fucking help you. Yeah. So that's 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 basically all I have to say about um, what what's going on and just continue to listen and be part of the solution. Yeah, I mean, and that was one of the most difficult things that I've had to deal with. And I'm, and I don't mean like difficult than what they're going through, nothing like that. But I, I was kind of stuck in the middle of it, and I was, you know, talking to one of my best friends about it the other day, or Blackout Tuesday last Tuesday. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, I got a show to promote. I, I got this going on. You know, I'm a social media presence. I'm, I'm, you know, part of the media. Do I completely just shut down for the day and not promote anything, or do I, inter do I interject at all? I mean, do I? It was very, very, and I can only imagine other people that have millions of followers versus the thousands of followers that we have. We're in a much bigger situation. So, I mean, it's, it, I definitely understand what you're saying on that front. Yeah. And, you know, shutting up is sometimes the best key. Yeah. And, but just because I'm not saying anything doesn't mean I'm not doing anything. Exactly. Than words, so stop getting fucking offended by them. That's, right. That's, 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 and the words don't mean shit, right? It's, it's just, let's go out and, and be proactive and um, be the change that we want to see. Because more often than not, you'll find that everybody wants to get to the same space and the same place. They just want to take different roads to get there. So yep. you talk to somebody who may not have the same outlook as you or the same beliefs, but you don't win those people over by trying to fucking mic drop them or being condescending to them through social media. The way you, to you do that is open up discourse and you talk to them like a fucking human being. Um, there's, it's, and that goes for like the super woke left. As much as I like to just like, I would like to just get in there and, and be a dick. Don't do that. That's, that's primal shit. Get in there and talk and open up a dialogue and you'll find that this person might just be 
lonely because like, obviously if they're posting this kind of shit all the time that's all they have because they have it yeah i i can't agree with you more can't agree with you more all right so let's uh stupid, though. Like, don't agree with me on everything <laughs> no 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 but you're, you're saying the same shit that i've been thinking and saying as well i mean yeah. there's nothing wrong with sharing that same opinion and, and i do share your same same opinion because i mean I, i'm all for the you know especially this month it's been so difficult you know, because, you know, it is, like I said, LGBTQ Pride Month. And we we partnered up at the beginning of the month with the National LGBTQ Task Force and the Trevor Project, which is a, um, a suicide hotline for uh, LGBTQ youth here in America. Yeah. And I we, we partnered up with them, you know, for the month of, you know, and I, so I'm promoting the crap out of them. And I'm getting ready to run an ad here for them here in a second. But it's like, with all this other stuff going on, it's like, you know, like you said earlier, there's, you know, there's only one, you know, thing, one cause at a time. And if you open your mouth for any other cause, you're just a piece of shit. Um, I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing what you said. So it's like, it's really, really difficult, especially in times like this. It just, it just yeah. sucks. It really does. I guess, I guess like to, to lay it out would be making the norm, being able to change your mind based on new information is kind of what I hope to see from everybody else. Cause it's okay. It's not a defeat to grow. Mm -hmm. Is what I'm saying about people taking a tweet or something from 10 years ago. Obviously, if that person doesn't think that anymore, you can't hold them accountable to that standard 10 years ago. You should hope that person has grown. I mean, if you're hoping that person still is that same person for saying that shit, like that's a really messed up way to look at things. Cause I'm not yeah. the same person I was even two years ago, let alone like even longer. I, I took myself off of the raging dumpster fire that is Twitter because I just found myself getting fucking angry. So now it's 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 important to be able to just listen and change your mind accordingly based on new information. I think that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not a defeat. Agreed. Or, yep. Agreed. Yeah. Right, want, if I could do like the, what's that little icon on your text message? The hundred, it's like that red hundred. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have like 20 of those across the screen right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not too bad for an all right extremist drummer guy. <laughs> Dude, I just can't wait to like get my shit together so I can show you people and then Ty, you can come down and do my music video and then we can fucking do some big shit. Yeah. That'd be sick, man. I'm always, I like just helping out the scene, you know, like I get, especially on the band account, I get like the fans, they show up and they're often in bands and they'll send their, they're like, dude, we have this demo. Can we send it to you guys? Can you guys listen to it? And I give them the email and like I, with a disclaimer, I'm like, listen, I'm not going to send this to the label. Like that's not, like it's not my job and they don't want to hear it from me. So if you still want to send it to me, I will listen to it and I'm not going to critique it. I'll listen to it and I'll let you know that I've listened to it. Yeah. And uh, not just because it's funny. Sometimes you get some good stuff. You get some really fucking questionable stuff, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh god! All right. Holy so god. on that note, I'm gonna we're gonna go take a quick break, and we'll be right back. No. Oh. The month of June is National LGBTQ Pride Month, and this month, DCK Productions, as well as Suck It Podcast, have teamed up with the National LGBTQ Task Force and the Trevor Project to help raise awareness for LGBTQ rights and so much more. So please go to dckproductions.com forward slash shop to purchase a fundraising t-shirt for one of these great organizations. 100% of the proceeds will go to these great organizations, as well as 
50% of all other merchandise purchased inside the shop will go to them as well. So again, please go to dckproductions.com forward slash shop for more information. DCK Productions and Suck It Podcast is brought to you by Fredericks of Hollywood, where right now you can say hello to summer with 60% off all lingerie, as well as orders of $75 or more get you free shipping. Suck It Podcast is also brought to you by Viking Revolution Beard Care Products. Viking Revolution, join the revolution. We are also brought to you by Reebok, the best fitness band in the world. DCK Productions and Sunkit Podcast is also brought to you by AdamandEve.com, America's number one trusted source for sex toys. Please go to DCKProductions.com forward slash sponsors for more information. So Right, we are back. I, I need the Fredericks, I need the Frederick shit, and I need the Adam and Eve shit because <laughs> I don't have a boyfriend, people. <laughs> <laughs> well, go to the website what the and check. Fredericks of Hollywood, you never told me that. They are affiliate sponsors, so we Maybe don't get lingerie. Jesus, we hey, those are affiliate sponsors, and we don't get paid unless they buy. So go onto that page and buy shit. <laughs> okay, well, I'll go buy shit for my imaginary boyfriend, and I'll, I'll go to Adam and Eve and buy some other shit for myself, and it's going to be great. I'm going to be great. great. <laughs> this is great. And then I love how on my my Citizen app right now, it's like, report of a brush fire 0.5 miles away. Happy LA. I'm just going to phone that lingerie place. He's like, which ones are the best for choking myself with? <laughs> I did that at the fucking home hardware in the States. I was like in there and I grabbed the extension cord. I was like, what's the weight rating on this? And the lady's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, what's the weight rating on this extension cord? like, oh shit. Damn. <laughs> that's got to be, a, yeah, that's got to be one of the questions of the day as far as, you know, going into a fucking Walmart and saying, hey. <laughs> That's my thing. I don't know. I don't like to have casual conversations with people. You really get to see people's true colors when you throw a wrench into their day like that. <laughs> oh, man. I've fucked up many a till workers' days with stuff like that. And you know what? They often like it more than being asked, oh, how's the weather out there today? I can't wait to get off so I can go outside and do fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I've been waiting the last fucking 42 minutes for the Canadian accent to come out, and I'm so happy that you just did that. So that's that's going, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Where we're from, it's just a whole other level of, like, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but there's, like, it's just like, oh, fuck, bud, get her done. Like, that's the... <laughs> what? Now. Yeah, Letterkenny style. That's what I was going to say. I mean, I love that show. That, yeah, that, is, that is one of the greatest contributions Canada's ever given the world, is Letterkenny. So, even though you're not a part of it, thank you. <laughs> trailer Park Boys is awesome. The first six seasons of Trailer Park Boys is wonderful. You ever get yeah, it's true too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh There's my God. So, Trailer Park Boys and Letter Candy are the two greatest things. Unfortunately, you guys still have like a huge negative reputation for giving us Bieber. So. Sorry about that one. Also, like, if you ever want a chance, like, there's some underground Canadian cinema that is known as, like, the local music, like, the music videos that come out of Canada are just a whole other level of shot. 
it looks like a Crime Stoppers commercial most of the time. I'm like, holy fuck. That's why, <laughs> that's why I got into cameras. I wanted to learn how to do film because nobody in my area or anything has ever done anything that I liked. Only yeah. up until recently, I've seen some like pretty cool stuff with all these like younger people coming up because now cameras are easy to get. So that's I did, I've seen a lot of really questionable music videos. So what was it um, last week sometime? I can't remember which which day it was. I think it was Monday. We were talking to um, another comedian and uh, his uh, day job is actually editing porn. For a porn company, yeah. So that's his day job. He gets, you know, videos through email, and he edits them, and he sends them back. But the problem is, most of his stuff is gay porn that he does. Mm. And and the company that he works for is actually a Canadian based company. So the the two the two you know he said some of them are just like they over accentuate the you know the Canadian accent with it, and he goes he'll be. He'll be editing the you know this gay porn and these two guys talking about great but hey man you have great pecs there bud you know it's like oh, <laughs> <and> then, he, <laughs> and then he's sitting there editing this and trying not to laugh and it's and he said it's some of the funniest shit he's ever seen in his life is Canadian and gay porn it's fucking hilarious like even a regular like normal like straight porn would be fucking not regular I guess just porn I don't know anything Canadian so I'm gonna have some lower production value for sure. <laughs> Oh my god! Have you not noticed? Like Canada is like the little brother of the United States. It gets all the shitty hand-me-downs. We're like the Eddie Bauer version of the state. Like that's the way I look at it. Just, we're like we get all the hand-me-downs and like shitty flavored chips and not the cool pops. Like, <laughs> yeah, but y'all have ketchup chips. We don't have ketchup chips here. True, and we have uh, we have better iced tea than you guys. But that's it. I would trade the iced tea for every terrible flavor of burritos you guys have. Actually, I would trade Tim Hortons for Dunkin' Donuts. Fuck Tim Hortons, man. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have the entire country of Canada coming down on you. And you know what? Bring it on. I'll fucking... <laughs> what is, wait, what is Tim Hortons? Exactly. It's the hill I want to die on because the Tim Hortons by my house, it's just stupid people congregating outside for years. That's all they do. They sit at Tim Hortons and they fucking raise hell and it's like a street gang i don't know what the fuck's going on i'm trying to figure it out it looks like the bus station from total recall out there it's just people uh, like, oh my god it's just zombies <laughs> I hate so it. tim hortons is the canadian tomorrow and get them to stop <laughs> <laughs> so dude like chris well derek we have um you have krispy kreme yeah that's sick. we that's have krispy kreme yeah yeah, yeah I mean, Krispy I prefer Krispy Kreme anyway, but but I, yeah. I gotta go to Maryland to get Krispy Kreme. We don't have oh, them here I, in Virginia. I, I'm ten minutes from Krispy Kreme, dude. I'll bring, I'll mail you some. Don't you worry, I got you. <laughs> we have, uh, fuck, we, we don't have Flying J either. You guys have Flying J and Lux, and that's the shit. What is that? It's uh, gas truck stops. Yeah. Is that only by? Oh, I don't have. I don't know what that is here. No, it's everywhere where you are. That's it's. Uh, oh. We don't have it in Canada, so it's just really big rest stops with a lot of. Really terrible food that I love. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bucky, Bucky's is the best though in uh, America, in Texas. Yeah, Bucky's is the shit. Mm -hmm. I've heard of that one. Yeah, and I know yeah. the Flying J, but most of the loves and Flying J's that I've had, you know, are, are attached to, like an Arby's or some shit. So Taco Bell <laughs> and uh, Taco Bell every yeah. time. Yep, absolutely. But dude, you know what comes out of Canada? Really good bands. True. I don't know any, but <laughs> no. Can I ask you, Ty? Can wait a minute, wait a minute. Can you what? can you preface that one by saying really good bands except Nickelback? 
dude, Nickelback's from here. Like they're from where I'm from. And uh, I aspire to be like Nickelback one day because they can oh, play them. Everybody claims to hate them, but everybody's going to their shows. They sell out arenas anytime they want. They really do. I covered a Nickelback song. I like that song. I like the fact they play like they play "Sad but True." I think by Metallica, and it's oh. fucking crazy good. Yeah, I mean, and the and their animal song is actually pretty damn cool. I mean, so I mean, there's they got some cool shit, but it's just Silver fun to hate on. Silver Side Up's a great record, man. It uh, really is. Yeah, I'll give I'm you gonna that. get fucking bombarded for defending Nickelback because I've done it before. I'm always <laughs> I'm Team Nickelback. Me and Ryan too. Ryan, our guitar player, he's he's Team Nickelback. He's gonna. I no. like Nickelback. I don't have. I've never. I've never had an issue with Nickelback. All right. Well, now I feel like a dick. And yeah, you are a dick. <laughs> well, a stop dick. being an asshole, no. Derek. Part of, part of what I said was changing your mind based on new information. I think you I'm know. Gonna... Now you know after not a, after I do my comedy show and tonight I, I'm, I, I might go to bed into some Nickelback and be like, hey, you know, Ty was right. <laughs> Fuck, I've been talking shit for way too long. It's time to listen to some Nickelback again. I like the dark. Is it Dark Horse that album? Yeah. I like that album. That's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. for sure. See, but um for me, Nickelback is one of those songs like bands to where I say that I hate them, but I if I put on Amazon, you know, prime music and just said, Hey, you know, I'm not gonna say the word because she's sitting right next to me. If I said the word Alexa, um and said <laughs> play, you know, shuffle songs by Nickelback, you know, it's like I could probably sing 95% of them and be like, fuck, god damn it, I thought I hated them. But they're just they're just so catchy, you know, it's just one of those yeah. things. And saying, I realized one day I was a Bring Me the Horizon fan, and I was like, man, fuck this band. And then I like realized, I'm like, I know like 20 songs, and I really into Sep Eternal. I listen to that all the time because that was my whole thing. I was like, I don't like them, but I really like Sep Eternal. But then I really like Sep Eternal, and then I really like the new one. And I'm, I'm on board now. I, I would say that I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, oh, they're so good. And for some reason, I just wouldn't allow myself to admit it. I'm like, this band fucking rocks. Why do I care if I like them or not? Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I mean, like, but like, bring me the horizon. I love their stuff. However, they need to not ever do interviews. I don't watch much from like anything that they do. Well, I heard like I think it was Octane, um, Sirius XM Octane was doing an interview with them, and they were saying that they don't listen to metal music at all. They only listen to British pop. British pop. That's all they listen to. But they play, no. you know, play metal. But it's like. Guys, why would you admit to that? I mean, now if you want to say, "Oh, we listen to everything and it influences our rock," that's cool. But to say, "Oh, we don't listen to metal at all. It's not our thing, but we love playing it." It's kind of like, guys, it would be hard to want to listen to metal when the whole community tells you you're not metal all the time. That's true. It would be it'd that's be, very true. We get it a lot too. I want to film a sketch where we have the metal elitist come out of the woodwork when we're just outside doing whatever the fuck. And we have this guy with a shirt on and it says clean vocals with a circle, with a line going through it. And he's telling us to fuck off. And, uh, but it's kind of like an ad and he comes out and he's like, who would ever want to listen to music with well-placed hooks and good riffs and clean vocals? But we'll, we'll figure it out. That'd be fun. See, I mean, I, I, I think a good metal band, you know, the Sons of actually a great metal band is the fact that you can do it all. You can have that slow, steady, you know, clean vocal ballad. And then with, you know, these deep fucking, you know, power chords and all this other shit. And then you can still have your screaming and your, you know, your growls and everything else like that. If you can have the good balance of that, 
that's what makes a good fucking a good a great metal band i mean that's why so many of the ones that are death metal that's constant fucking growls constant fucking screams are stuck in sweden and then don't go anywhere else but the ones that you know branch out and you know try to be different yep are the ones that are making it True. i mean look at slipknot i mean that is the greatest example i mean Corey taylor is you know, phenomenal what he does and to be able to do what he does with Slipknot and with Stone Sour, make it completely different, but have that same growl, scream, you know, clean, you know, stuff, but on a completely different level on both bands is, is how you do it. And that's how you build the following. Agreed, man. It's just uh, the cream will rise, I think, which brings us back to like the, um, the, the, the idea of more female people being involved in, in metal. You know what? It just has to, we need a couple more people to just rise to the top, like Lizzie Hale and all that stuff, without shitting on the metal community saying that it isn't inclusive for women. Because she does that. It's well documented. And I wish yeah. she wouldn't because I don't think she's right. I think she's wrong. I, think I don't think she's right either. Writing yeah. She's leading on and portraying the people who are reading the articles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think she's right either. Um, but I do have nothing but love for her because she's one of the greatest performers I've ever seen. Um, I mean, she's definitely in the top 10, I would say. I would I mean, say, like, Butt Rock doesn't have many female vocalists, and she's the only one that actually, like, and she makes good, like, better music than the majority of that kind of rock. Like, I'm not particularly, like, yeah. a fan of that style. Like, her yeah. and, and Flyleaf were, like, the only two bands, I think, that I can think of with female-fronted vocals in that realm of... Um, like I call it butt rock and it's not even to be like derogatory, but that's just kind of what I know it as. You got your um, like fucking Seether and all that. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. 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 They all got one really good record. That's the thing about all those bands like Nickelback, their early shit. They all have one really good record. Yeah. Agreed. I totally agree. So speaking of um, that, um, one of the other discussions that we've had in the past um, with actually with um, Nicole's friend, producer, um, Charlie, um, we were talking about how bands these days create and when, what happens when they go into the studio. So like when I was, you know, playing music back, you know, 20 years ago, playing garage bands and doing stuff like that. And, you know, when I was doing, you know, touring guitarist stuff, you know, we all sat together in a room. We oh, did it decided on a riff. We, I started writing with some words. And what? You, you froze for a second and then you came uh, back and you looked like a robot and you were like, super fast. <laughs> <laughs> all right I'm so anyway Canadian I'm good. For a there. all right um <laughs> so anyway like i was saying so we would all sit in a room and we would all create together um but then you know you've, nowadays you've had bands like unfortunately you know you know god rest his soul nickel like lincoln park they would write separately and then come all together and make it fit in like, like a puzzle piece how do yeah. you guys do it and what is your preferred way of doing it I don't know, man. Like, there's we do it every way. Today, I just got back from the studio. We're all sitting there writing lyrics and uh, fleshing a new song out, and we're recording the vocals on the spot as we're writing and bouncing it off one another. But also, I've seen Ryan hold up in a Denny's for 16 hours straight recording a song on guitar with his whole studio set up, like set up inside the fucking Denny's. That's badass. <laughs> and he went through three shift changes. Um, <laughs> The one, she, we're in the deep south like we're in Louisiana and this lady like the waitress comes out and uh, Ryan starts setting up and she's like if you're playing guitar you gotta play a song and he's like fuck and he gets up on the table and starts like just playing everybody a song oh my god <laughs> we'll do anything man we record in the van when we're driving we record at the venues we record when we're home we're always kind of working out ideas like we have like 30 songs kind of like 
mashed together, not totally fleshed out, but now we're in the process of um, making them real songs and, and putting the right lyrics and um, doing all that stuff, putting them together. So we don't have one tactic, but for the most part, we kind of just write on our own time and then bring it in and then fine tune it. Cause that's, it's, it's just easier that way. Okay. No, I mean, I, like I said, I just wanted to kind of get your opinion on it. Um, Cause I think I, I love that aspect of things. I love, you know, the writing styles and shit like that. And it, it's, the way people create is like just amazing to me. Totally, man. And that's another thing, a big one about like changing your mind when you get new information is when somebody thinks they have a better idea than you. And then three other people in the room say, yeah, that idea is better, but you're still thinking yours is better. Listen to the people around you. Listen to them. Because yeah. it's, it's, it may be kind of a blow to the ego, but if you can let things go when, whenever, when you're outnumbered, let things go peacefully, that, honestly has been a huge fucking like weight off my shoulders, everybody else in the band, we can uh, create freely. And if it's kind of just like, it's not even really so much voting as it is like, no, this, this version is better. Trust us. Yeah. I'm yeah. in a van with these guys on, for months on end. I'm with them all the time. So, you know, what trust should be there. So yeah. I can, I can, I can, let yeah, I can if, we go die. Yeah. I, I remember a story that I heard maybe about a year ago when the hell yeah released their latest album um you know the last album with you know with vinnie um but you know they were uh, chad was writing some lyrics and he was he was writing a you know a certain you know chorus and whatever else and he sung it for the guys individually and they all said oh this is fucking phenomenal great let's let's do it like that and then they go and put it to the that he goes into the booth to actually sing it with you know the guitars and the drums and everything like that and they looked at him and go oh yeah never mind it was fucking stupid and he's like all right cool i'll just go rewrite it he's like yeah. so he had like he had the approval of everybody and then they heard it with the, the actual track and they're like yeah fuck that <laughs> Totally, man. Sometimes the puzzle doesn't fit together the way you think it's going to. Yeah, it changes. Yeah, I mean, it can. I mean, the music can change. You know, everything. Yeah, I just enjoy the process, like the creating of the process, especially now. It's we have a really good system, and Ryan has a studio basically on him at all times, and uh, him and Brendan riff it out. We do some vocals. Um, I usually help with a lot of the the structuring of the song. Uh, but Ryan and Brandon basically write the riffs and then Jameson and I'll bounce lyrics off each other. Uh, and then I'll kind of say, maybe move this bridge here, extend this, half this riff, cut this out. And um, they're more, they, they listen, like Ryan listens to what I have to say. It's a really cool thing because I respect Ryan a lot as a writer. So Ryan's our guitar player for anybody who might not know. So he, he listens to everything that anybody says. So he's really easy to work with. That's awesome. Um, hey. Yeah, I mean, you've got to build not just a friendship, but you got to build a brotherhood. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way you'll survive. And 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 the reason why I say it like that is because brothers are going to fight, they're going to piss each other off. But in the end, it's it's more than just blood. It's 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 that power, and you know, and just being together is powerful enough. Totally. Some days, the way a guy eats their food will make you want to fucking kill them. <laughs> Other days, you know, it's like honeymoon. You play a good show, you're good for like three more days after they play a bad show. You're probably going to fight in the parking lot after. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, how have you guys been, you know, utilizing the um, pandemic to your advantage? Or have you been doing anything outside of, you know, yeah, this? We made a music video. I mean, other than that, I was going to say, other than the music video, what else have you guys been doing to stay, you know, stay relevant to your fans? Um, you know what, dude, posting every, like 
we don't. We staying relevant to the fans isn't. Um, I don't want to say it's not important, but it's not a. There's when there's a pandemic and people are just concerned for their safety. It's not. Uh, that's not really the issue at hand. But what we do is we give them quality, not quantity. I see people grasping at straws, trying to do these really awful Instagram live things where they don't know if they're connected or not. And that's not what you do to your fans. You don't make no. them sit there and listen. You, nobody will notice. Everybody's on their phone all day. They don't. They're not going to notice if you're not posting or not. The attention span is so. Yeah. Nobody's sitting there waiting. Like Slipknot, please post something. I'm waiting. It's like I don't think that person's really doing that. I think that if you just drop something out of nowhere, that's actually something of substance. That's going to do you a lot better than just posting pictures from old shows every two days to just for what? I can't wait to get back to doing this. I can't wait. <laughs> you can only say that so many times. Yeah. And everybody else, like what the fuck? Do something. Yeah. So we made a music video. We decided to do a podcast. We have one episode done, but also just the current social climate. Um, we decided we would not put the podcast out and um, yet anyway. So we're going to just wait and just record maybe a few more. Uh, writing music, just because we're not online saying we're doing stuff doesn't mean we're not doing stuff. We're, we're working all the time. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, We try to just engage people with when we have something to engage them with as opposed to just engaging them for nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's that's important. That very that really is. I mean, that's I didn't even think about it like that. So that's that's I see a lot of bands just posting and that's about shit that I don't care about and I don't think anybody else in their right mind would care about. Yeah. So it's important to just I didn't want to do that and if they want to do it that's totally fine. It's, I have nothing yeah. I just have a vehicle that I like to control a little bit better more than that. So it's okay to not post anything. It is anxiety that people have that they feel they're not going to be relevant, but you know what, man, the only thing that I could think of to do is show people how to cook some healthy meals. So I did like these quarantine cuisine things. Oh dude, those look so, I was messaging you about those. I was like, yeah, Holy dude. shit, you cook. I didn't know you cook like that. Yeah. I, I love cooking, man. I watched Gordon Ramsay and shit. Hell That's yeah. My favorite. I'm going to um, the Gordon Ramsay hell's kitchen restaurant. I'm going to, I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to Vegas for a few nights later this month. No. <laughs> um, but I'm going to Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen restaurant because I, I really wanted to go there. And I was supposed to go on my birthday, but I couldn't. So my friend and I are going to make up for um, the lost time and go. I'm so excited because I'm obsessed with Gordon Ramsay. He's badass. He's sick, man. I, I love him. Everyone fly to Vegas. Come hang out. Totally cool. I think Ty's frozen. Now Ty's frozen. It's all good. At least it's a good picture. Well, I could actually Photoshop that right now and just put a dick in his mouth. That'd be, that'd be you know, <laughs> you know, it's wide open. Ty. <laughs> we have lost Ty. It's okay. He'll come. It's, gonna, come it's all of a sudden it's going to come back. Watch. There we go. <laughs> Are we yeah, yeah, you're in. Back. Perfect. So, yeah, what I was, can you hear me now? Yep, we're good. Nope. Never mind. <laughs> Fucking that's the, Canada. That's the, one, that's the one thing about anything live is like oh, everyone's. Cool. So, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, now you see me. Now you don't. I'm like whacking my mouth. <laughs> David Blaine up in this bitch. There we go. Now you're real time. There you go. Okay, sick. 
So I was at that that uh, Gordon Ramsay shit. It was I didn't go in to eat because I'm poor, but I went. I saw some people in there and they were filming. And the only thing I could think of to do is yell Howard Stern, Baba Booey, fucking Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Dude, I watch all his shit. I'm obsessed with him. He's so funny. Yeah, Kitchen Night. Kitchen Night. Yeah. And then um uh there was one more. I can't remember. He has so many shows. Just the way he talks to people is hysterical. Yeah. I wish people Huh? <laughs> We love you, Ty. He looks he looks confused. He looks conflicted. <laughs> I was that's the one thing about these live streams though, is people's I internet know. sometimes. Like that. Oh. Oh wait, now he's oh, oh, oh. now he's spinning. Ty Fox. <laughs> It's okay. It's so okay. It's okay. Um, I only had one more question for him anyway. Um, yeah, I think we lost him. He'll probably text me in a second. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh. Wait. <gasps> Damn it! <laughs> you know what's even Almost. funnier? What's going to be even funnier is the people that listen on the podcast and not see this. Oh, yeah. They're going to be like, <laughs> what be the like, fuck? What the fuck's going on? So it's a live stream, people. See, hey. he, yeah, he, hold on. He just texted me. We're, this is how we do things. Oh, he goes, what was the final question? <laughs> can you hear? Yeah. I, I guess so. The, the, wait, honestly, can, the final question. Can you hear just not see? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's trying to pop back on. Hold on. Never mind. Wait, there he is again. He moved his eyes. Fuck. I heard fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we heard fuck. No. He's smiling. See, now we got to smile. No. There we go. Ah, I was just answering your text back. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm downloading a ton of pornography right now, and it just just. <laughs> um, since you mentioned that gay porn with all the Canadian shit, I'm just. Uh, I'm like, he's yeah. like online, like googling that shit. Really <laughs> online. I need some gay porn. Nice. All right, so um, I guess the final question that I had for you was: if you got a phone call tomorrow to go on tour with any band in the world, who would it be? Uh, it would be damn Derek. Good Allison James. Really? My favorite now, album of all time. So you, so you're talking about like the original Allison Change. Like you know, I, you can be dead or alive. So that's a you know. So if you if you're going Lane Staley, that's fine. But if you're, <laughs> I would go new Allison Change. But if I can have the dead or alive thing, I would go with. I would go with. I don't even know. Fucking, I don't want to piss anybody off, but maybe I don't know. It's it's just preference. It's just you know. <laughs> I'd go with hmm, Blink One Eighty Two, but they would all be dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's a good, good. That's a good answer, though. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Nobody's gonna get mad at me for that one. So I can think of it. No. 
I love Blink. The first song I ever played on the guitar was Damn It. Hell yeah. That's the first song. that Blink's the reason I got into punk rock. Well, because back in the day, it was that pop punk era. It was like Blink, Yellow Card, Good Charlotte, NFG, Seosin, Rufio, uh, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. That was like my little niche of some 41. That was like all I listened to. Yeah, you're sick. If you guys don't know who Billy Talent is, you should oh, check. Oh, no. Billy Talent's awesome. Really cool, because nobody in America knows who they are, and I'm convinced they're the greatest punk band of all time. I've heard them. Yeah. Oh, I love Billy cool. Talent. Yeah, they are. I was, uh, I taught at this, like, it was like this rock, rock music summer camp for kids, so I was like a band coach, basically. Hell yeah. And I was coaching this kid, and I, I basically, like, I got a band, and, and I bombed along, <laughs> dude. He he's the reason I found out who Billy Ta about Billy Talent because I was writing a song with these kids, producing, recording, helping them like with this whole thing, and then we did a show. And he came to my um, one night after our little band session. He came over to me. And he's like, "Hey, I want to play you this this song from this band Billy Talent or this artist Billy Talent." I was like, "Billy Talent is that a person? Is that a?" Like what is what's the Billy Talent? What's the Billy Talent? <laughs> and they played. It was a live video. Like you know, bands were putting out a lot of live DVDs and stuff. Yeah. So it was a live DVD, and I was like, Psh. "They're fucking dope, man. They're fucking awesome. Fucking amazing." And I was like, "How have I not heard of Billy Talent before this right. day?" Yeah, man. Alexis on fire. Those bands kind of oh. just like slipped the radar for the U.S. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah, but thanks for crash test dummies. Fuck no, that bad. <laughs> I heard that stupid Superman song one time, and I thought it was a joke. I was like, "What? The, like, when's the punchline? Like, this is the song?" I mean, I sold more records than I have, so all the power to them. But yeah, I, know, I saw that guy sing acoustically one time, like the low voice guy. Uh -huh. it, was, it was pretty cool. He, it was. Uh, maybe, hitting them low frequencies for an hour it was cool that's dope that's awesome i gotta yeah. introduce you ty to my friends have you heard of the band striker not striper striker i know striker they're from here they're from Edmonton. Yeah, they're my friends yeah they're dope i don't know those guys personally i know that i met the drummer one time he's cool i don't know why on a festival with them this winter or this summer yeah oh dude they're dope you need to i feel like you and my friend pete he plays bass in that band you guys i don't know why i feel like there'd be like a thing we're you from guys, the same, same place. Like they're from Edmonton. I'm just north of Edmonton. Oh, that's awesome. I love oh, I love those guys. They're so funny. Yeah. I'm oh my like, God. I don't know if you Googled like exactly where AOA is from or anything, but it's like Edmonton's the closest civilization to us, and then we're four hours north. Dang. Right, the highway to Alaska starts 60 miles north of me. Really? Damn. I want to go to Alaska. I don't. It's like nothing there. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a fun hour and 10 minutes of chatting with you, bud. But yeah, I have got to come to a close. I got to go do a comedy show. So anyone that's watching right now, get ready to get on Zoom and watch me kill again, hopefully. It's um, my friend's drinking party tonight. So it's his birthday. So this might be the last time you see me ever because it's going to be a long show. <laughs> <laughs> no. So be I don't responsible. know. My last words on my tombstone, I wanted to say you should see the other guy and then like just me going like this on it. 
All right. So <laughs> from myself, from Nicole, and from Ty, from Arrival of Autumn, please check them out on YouTube. Look them up. Listen to their new song, Apocalyptic, and just rock out and look for them when they go on tour, hopefully this fall. Um, we're going to close one more time with that sequence um, from that awesome fucking song. And we will see you guys back on Monday with me and Kat doing Suck It. Until then, peace. Thanks. Red Dawn.